0: Hey, this is Gary. This is Mike. And Daniel. We're not professionals. We're just three addicts sharing our experiences, strength, and hope regarding recovery.
1: Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to other addicts and to practice these principles in our lives. Welcome to another episode of the 12 Step Podcast. My name is Gary. And I'm Mike.
2: And this is Daniel. Welcome back, guys. It's been a minute. It's been a while. It's been a while. We've had actually a few, uh, few of our listeners actually contact me and say, uh, you know, it's been a while since you put out a podcast. We've had some good holidays and
1: we've had some big life events going on. Maybe we'll be able to get into some of that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So it's good to be back. Yes, it is. It's good to be back. What are we talking about tonight? Um, we are talking about the 10th step.
1: Now, just to quickly recap, uh, the 10th step is continue to take a personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Now, this very obviously, the first thing that stands out to me about this step is that this is one that if you're doing it right, you're always doing it.
2: <laughs> Continually.
1: Continually. <clears throat> yeah. So let's talk a little bit about that. When it says continue to take a personal inventory, what, what jumps into your mind? What, what thoughts and ideas do you have about that? Well,
2: the first thing that comes to mind is an experience of mine, and I, I had highlighted this step as being uh, one that was relevant as I have kind of traversed my, my path of recovery. I remember one time traveling, and then uh, some things that had happened while I was, in, uh, while I was traveling came back, and, and uh, as soon as I climbed into the car, my wife asked the question, well, you know, how was your trip? How did it go? How were you? Kind of a thing and my instant response was to say fine just fine everything was fine when in fact things hadn't been fine and it took me a few days it took me a couple of days and she knew she knew something was up she could see it uh, that something was up but she didn't uh, she didn't press me she didn't ask anymore she left it at that and uh, two or three days later I came back with hey guess what this is what's happened while I was away and so I, I highlighted this particular step because I had a chance, I think you and I visited about it. In Mm -hmm. fact, I think Mm -hmm. I contacted you and said, you know, what constitutes uh, promptly admitting it? (laughs) It was, you know, 24 to 48 hours after the fact. Mm -hmm. Um, That was one issue. But but this idea of continually taking personal inventory, this was a really difficult thing for me uh, through the entire process of of addiction recovery because uh, I have had so many years of hiding this stuff. That's an old, old habit, and it's difficult for me to shade or to sh- to sh- to throw off old habits, to, to get rid of those old habits. And so, um, instantly, my immediate response, the go-to stuff that I go to oftentimes, is to is to say, no, everything's fine, everything's fine, and that's uh, that flies directly in the face of step ten. Right. <clears throat> so that's what I think of when you when you when you mention this. Now,
1: your story brings up an interesting point that I wanted I want to point out okay. or that I wanted to make. Um. Th- this is a skill, just like any other. Absolutely. At, at, yeah. th- at this time, you had had, you know, you you had accumulated quite a bit of clean time, right? You know, right. and you were doing pretty good, and then you know you had this little hiccup. Uh, you're, you're talking about your last relapse, right? Is that the? I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So. <clears throat> so in some ways, you hadn't had a chance to practice what to do when when this kind of a thing happens. So you immediately go back to what you're used to. Sure. Yeah. Does that make sense? That makes complete which sense. Is, which is why you need to make doing your step 10 work a frequent thing so that it becomes habitual that when you do something wrong, uh, it's now habitual to, to do that, which might require you to admit to a lot of what might seem to be inconsequential or minor things or things that you you know, you don't immediately think yeah it's something that you need to do something um something that i found myself and even now uh, doing is if i react to uh, my kids in a way that might not seem fair i find that i need to immediately do that you know or you know for example i came home one day and it had been a long day at work and i was a little bit snappy and um, my son immediately you know came in and, and kind of wanted to pile on and let you know tell me about all of his stuff and and i was a little curt i was short with him and immediately uh his whole affect changed like oh i and i realized oh i'd shut him down yeah okay and so i said now it, it's not anything that you did you know or what mm-hmm. you're telling me you know give me just a minute i apologize for that but but i find that that uh, um, you need to be doing these little things quite often so that so that you, so it's a good habit to get into. It's a good habit does, does to Does that make sense? Because sure. if you do it with the little things, <clears throat> you'll do it with the bigger things. Yeah. You know
2: what exactly does that entail? Uh, I've heard lots of discussion out there about. Well, does that mean that I should come home and sort of spill my guts of every thought that I've had? Uh, you know, every person that's walked by me today, every thought that I had about uh, about people that I saw. Sort of effect on me during that period of time. Every. You know, every fleeting thought that came through my mind, do I do I discuss that? Do I divulge that? I think that comes up constantly with some of the people that I mentor and, and sponsor. Uh, what does that translate to? And I, my response to them is always, <clears throat> I mean, as you say, I think it's important and relevant that for the people that matter in your life that you start to practice this in a, in a, in a, in a way that makes complete sense for you and your significant people in your life. Yeah. I think that's important. Does that translate into every single thought that came across my mind that should be shared? I don't think that's what we're talking about here. No, I don't think so either.
1: I do think what it means is that if you come home and your spouse asks you, how was your day? You can say, it was good, and this is why. Or it was bad, and this is why. Or it was just another ordinary day, and this is why. I think... um, I think the why's in this case are important and I think you need to pay attention to, um, you know, how did that make you feel and why did it make you feel that way? You know, I think I think that's what the the inventory begins to look like is. It heightens your self-awareness of what right. your thought
2: process and what you're doing are. Mm-hmm. I would add another thing mm-hmm. um, that I've shared with others, and that is is that interesting. interestingly enough as addicts that I don't think we actually share the positive things that are going on in our life either. It's true. Yeah. And so consequently, the way we could actually work this step is is that we could have had a spectacular day and in our normal acting out behavior would have come home and our wife would have said, hey, how was your day? And we would have said, meh, just another day, Right. What if we took the opportunity to actually spend time and connect with our significant other exactly. in a meaningful way? And because that also develops the skill of being able to open up and be open and honest mm-hmm. and, in the, and present and in the moment, but talking about positive things as well. And I think that accomplishes step 10 in a really nice way because what it's teaching us then is, is that um, it teaches us to be able to communicate. It teaches us to be able to connect teaches all relevant and, and valuable things so that when those bad days come around we have the tools then to be able to to take that to the to that level and you
1: know what i'm going to go back to step 10 and just read it again to reiterate just what you said it said sure. continue to take a personal inventory and when we were wrong promptly admitted it but right. that presupposes that i'm taking an inventory and i'm not always wrong we're not always
2: wrong you yeah. know sure. and
1: uh, we and And, you know, your step forward when you take a fearless and meaning, you know, moral inventory, you have to account for the good or positive things, the things that you're doing right. And that's also very hard. Absolutely. So at least I can tell you a little bit about what it looked in my life. Okay, I would would, uh, talk about my day with the people. You know, you're supposed to live an examined life, right? So I would talk about... my day the events how that made me feel and how i chose to respond to that things and i'd have those kind of conversations with my therapist i would also you know and that was kind of a once or twice a week kind of a thing um my group when i would have them you know that's when i would take the opportunity to to share right or um with my spouse i would do that quite often you know two or three times a day because some you know anytime we would talk she'd say how are you doing and i would take a minute and do that but something that I found that was very, very powerful for me was I did it in a more formal kind of a way at least once a week. Right. Okay. Um in in my uh in my religion of choice, I have the opportunity to take the sacraments, very similar to communion, right? Sure. And I would use that opportunity to think over the week, you know, and and that that's that's when I would um I guess do it in a very formal kind of a way and review the past and review sure. the week and, and <laughs> then you know make some decisions about the week to come
2: yeah there's a there's a line in this that i want to reiterate as well because do. i don't i don't believe that addicts get this one all that well it says when we were wrong yes one of the things that we struggle with is this idea of when am i wrong uh, at least in my world, uh, I, I just—I guess—for whatever reason, this addiction has has sort of heaped on right on top of this narcissistic behavior of mine, where I assume that I'm never wrong. That mm-hmm. seems to be the issue, and so—and I find this most often. I'm surprised that of, of of the calls that I still get. It's when somebody makes a decision. You know, they've reached out to a, to somebody perhaps that they've had a, a relationship with in the past that now has has you know subsided. That that now they're. You know, years down the road, in terms of their recovery, and somehow, some way, their paths cross again, and that the fact that they communicated with each each other, um, it may even be an in a business environment. It may be work. It may be whatever that brought them together, and now they're communicating once again, and uh, and they find that their spouse is not okay with that. And the first thing they fall back on is, is well, wait, it's work-related, or it's it, nothing happened, or any of those things, and wonder about why it is that we would consider that, or that our, their spouses would consider that to be, uh, you know, it was wrong. You shouldn't have had that communication with Sure. Them. And I see, I, I see that happen all the time, mm-hmm. because I just don't think as addicts we're very good at recognizing what wrong really looks like. Right. And so um, this is an ideal time, and the reason I think I bring this up <clears> is, is because— in most of our circumstances, we participate in in some sort of a group, or a, you know, we have a sponsor or something like that. That would be an ideal time to reach out to somebody and say, you know, I uh, uh, I just bumped across to, you know like on Facebook one of you know an old old friend from high school con- mm-hmm. t- contacted me or whatever the case may be, and have a chance to bounce that off of the somebody else somebody else's perspective. Do you give me a perspective of what's wrong, what's right? Because I don't think I can really trust my own judgment, even though after years and years and years of this, of working through my own recovery, I still have to be careful of those blind spots. Sure. And so it's this, you know, this is a great, this is a great thing for people to be able to reach out for and say, am I seeing this right? Or am I seeing this wrong before our spouse finds out? Well, and I think
0: a lot of that comes from, you know, how we train our brain. Absolutely. I mean, because we're skipping, you know, the, prefrontal cortex where most of our, you know, logical thought processing is goes. So we're training it to bypass that to kind of go to that fight or flight area where it's like, mm-hmm. Oh, I have, a, I have this stressful thing. No, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to think about it. Just go here. And so we get so used to that, that <clears throat> when we're in a situation like that, we don't think of those things like, is this really a good idea? I know that right. was the case for me, you know? And so, you know, it's kind of those, you know, the. We need, and that's why we have the sponsor, and we have other people because we need to rely on their thoughts. We need and to opinions bounce that around until somebody. we can get that yeah. rebuilt. And so we're thinking on this like, oh man, yeah, you know, we start getting that intuition back. We start getting those thoughts of, oh, maybe this isn't the right idea.
2: I can tell you right now that if your if if your significant other finds out about it, you were wrong. You were just flat out wrong. Yeah. But I do believe that if you were to approach your significant other and say, I just had the strangest thing happen to me today.
1: What, yeah, what do you think of <clears throat> What this? do you
2: think about this? Where am I at on that? Yeah. What's, am did, I seeing this okay? What's yeah. happening here? Uh, did
1: I handle that okay? Did, right? did I handle yeah. that okay? What could I have done differently? Differently, sure. Yeah. <clears throat> like, and I think that's a better place to be. I think so too.
2: And I do believe that uh, I think a sponsor can fill that, res- that role and responsibility. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but oftentimes as addicts, we get thinking that we've got this. Yeah. Um, you know, you're, you know, seven, eight years clean, I think, something like that. I'm not entirely Almost certain. Nine. Wow. Uh, I'm coming on mm-hmm. three, you know. And at that point in time, you start thinking to yourself, pretty cavalier thoughts. Sure. I got this. Mm-hmm. I, you know, there's nothing wrong here. I'm going to be okay. Everything's fine. I've got this nailed down. And then something simple like that trips us up. Oh, for sure. So step, step 10 is a classic example of when something simple trips us up.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, it's no different than, you know, you go to a, with a, a friend to, say, like, a restaurant. And then someone sure. puts, you know, they're an alcoholic and someone puts a drink in front of you. And you don't say anything like, hey, this isn't mine. And you just sit there. And you're talking to your friends just trying to ignore it. But I guarantee you, your brain is like, you're thinking about that. Like, oh,
2: sure can uh-huh. I
0: I could probably take a drink. I'd be fine. I'd be okay We're in a with social that. setting. They, they'd stop me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't take much.
2: No, it doesn't. This is a fun step too because it's this. Uh, what it reminds me again is is it's very strongly connected to step four, mm-hmm. and it's this continual process. It's this reminder that the work that we did in step four is not complete, nor will it ever be complete. Yeah, this uh, this addiction process is all about, uh, or recovery is all about, continually, continually taking this personal inventory. And recognizing our part in those issues when they come up. Yeah, I mean, it's something,
0: uh, you know, at least I try to do every day. You know, like, okay, where am I at today? Sure. You know, um, if something stressful happens, it's like, okay, something stressful, do I need to reach out to Gary and talk to him? Do I need to reach out to Mike? Um, Or can I just go in and talk with my boss and say, hey, something's happened here at work. Right. You know, I need to talk this over instead of holding on to it and then getting upset or resentful or whatever. And then you start falling down that, that, you know, the stairs towards, you know, the bottom where you, you end up like falling off the cliff. Sure. Good stuff. Very, very good stuff.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I have a little worksheet up in front of me. Would you guys like to hear some of the questions that it, it, Absolutely. it suggests to sure. ask. So I'm just going to run through a, a few of these. Um, so I said, what were the major events of my day? Uh, What feelings did
2: I experience? How did I? That's the. I want to talk about that one because that one's always tough. I'm really good about talking about. I'm really good about talking the facts and figures. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. the events are no problem. You know, I was Mm -hmm. cut off on the way home. I had this, you know, I had this. I had that going on. It was really stressful. I had a busy day. I was at work today, as a matter of fact. Uh Uh, I had to go to work today to get some things done, and I can think of the facts and figures about it, but what I can't talk about is the thoughts that I had. So that's a fantastic one, or the emotional experiences, mm-hmm. the moments that I had with
0: that. So basically, the, the wiring in your brain is bypassing that. It's true story. Yeah, true story.
1: Uh, another follow-up question, how did I deal with that?
0: That's a good one. <laughs> how did I deal with them? <laughs> I just gave the guy the bird, and then I threw a book across right? the room.
1: and Yeah. <laughs> Uh, did I get myself involved in any situation today that I had no business being in?
0: <laughs> yeah, that book shouldn't have hit that poor guy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: Uh, what can help me accept myself as I make mistakes again and again? Did I fear or f- did fear or faith rule my actions today? Yeah,
0: no, that's, what, that's a good one. That's a deep you one, know, that's, right? That is a that's deep one. one even though I, I'm still struggling with. Sometimes I'm finding I'm still using fear. To make choices,
2: wow, we, I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure that's a that's a very strong motivational yeah. factor. Sure. Yeah.
1: Okay. I really like <laughs> this one. Did I abandon my own needs today? How
0: nice.
2: Wow, that's deep. Did I abandon my own needs? This is all associated with step ten. This is yep. what, what is this worksheet? Where are you pulling this from?
1: Uh, <laughs> this is. Actually, do you know what? I just did a Google a Google search on Stent on Step Ten worksheets, and came up with a series of worksheets that are just full of questions like this. They're just these kind of questions (laughs) that you go through. So it was just a quick uh, little Google search, and some good stuff. I have a hard
2: time believing that there is not. There's, there's now there may be there may be some of our listeners that this may be Mm -hmm. this may apply to them. They don't have somebody in their life, but I. Most of our listeners, I believe, are going to have somebody in their life, a significant person in their life. It may even just be their sponsor that they can bounce some of these things off of. Because that's a definite skill set to be able to open up about these things to that Mm -hmm. level. Well, I mean, for me, since I don't
0: have the significant other to bounce off of, um, I bounce it off myself a lot of times. Do you? If I'm driving home from work, it's like, okay how was my day to day? Did I do something? Did I make, make a mistake? Did I take ownership for it? Did I make an excuse for it? Um, you know, where are my thought processes? And, you know, am I thinking negatively too much, you know? And, and once I kind of do that self evaluation, it's like, Oh man, yeah, I should probably call Gary or I should probably reach out to someone and talk to them and kind of bounce where I'm at off of them and kind of, you know, steer my ship in a different direction. Cause you know, maybe my thought processes is, is off. You have to be careful
2: here. You have to yeah. be really careful here because I can I, I can see how that would take you into a path of yeah. sort of a self low self loathing mm-hmm. environment. Well, or something yeah, like and, that and that's the yourself. other thing is
0: if I if I start kind of falling to victim land, it's like oh man, okay, here I am, I got a call. Yeah, because as soon as I'm in that box, I know I'm in the wrong spot. Yeah, yeah, and that's an automatic. Call because if I don't get that corrected, Shane's gonna kick my butt when I see him, <laughs> <laughs> and he won't let me get past that. <clears throat> I sit down, and he's like, uh, So you're back there again? Like, well, how do you know this stuff? <laughs> it's like your body is telling me all I need to know.
2: <laughs>
1: it's magic.
0: Yeah. yeah. Some others.
1: You want some others? Yeah. All right. How about how can I let go and let God?
0: That one's a tough one. Wow. Especially in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's, you, you, you don't want to let go because you have to trust that when <laughs> you let go, there's going to be someone catching you.
1: Wow. Am I at fault for trying for peace at any price? What are my motives? Okay. How are or how, what small things <coughs> can I do to practice
2: standing up for myself? That's one I think that uh, I'm experiencing even right now. Oh? Like, yeah. I'm oh, on, yeah. As I understand it, with my own my own family situation right now, the dynamics in my household is this: you know, this this I have a very strong opinion about things, and and my wife shies away from some of that stuff, and so we end up, you know, not standing up for ourselves in the way I believe. Uh, that and
1: I, and a little bit of that, uh,
2: you know, trying for peace at any price. That's right. That's know? exactly yeah. right. That's, uh, that's the cost right there. Is the piece at any price. This is interesting. I'm just reading out of the book, out of our SAA book. Uh, when we feel our serenity disturbed. When we feel our serenity disturbed, we can use a spot check inventory to restore our emotional balance. Yes. And I think that's interesting because what it means then is, is that we need to be very much in tune with our feelings, which is, again, something that addicts really aren't all that strong at. So we need to have a—we're uh, really good at reacting— very reactive in a lot of ways and a lot of different things i can hear myself self-talk on so many things in a reactive sort of sense and i know because i'm self that self-talk is going on that my emotional well-being has been disturbed Um, but again not really good at taking an inventory of it speaking it with somebody else kind of communicating with other people and and working through that all of those things are the things i think i lack as a skill set So, you should work on that. I need (laughs) well, thank you. (laughs) All right,
1: then. um, Here's a good one How did I take anyone else's responsibility today? That's a great one. So, so this is full of a lot of things. And then, the last one on here that I'm going to share is uh, if I was wrong, did I promptly admit it? So we have only a couple minutes left. Let's talk about what that looks like very quickly. And it's been my experience mm-hmm. that the faster I admit that I am wrong, the better the, it is. The better things are going to go. The better things are going to go. My uncle, yeah. my uncle once told me, he, says, he said, Gary, the faster you lose, the sooner you're going to win. <laughs>
2: <laughs> when it comes to arguing, that was his advice. What a, what a genius man <laughs> I he <know>. is. <laughs> so,
1: I find, and there have been times that I think that I have promptly admitted it and done very, very well. There have even sure. been times where I've stopped myself in the middle of a sentence and, uh, you know, and, oh yeah, I'm going to apologize for what I was about to say. <laughs> yeah.
2: I it didn't see- even come out of my mouth but <laughs> yeah. I'm apologizing uh, yeah, for it.
1: I, I, you know, uh, and then there have other times that I haven't done that. Well, Quite so well but it has been my experience that the sooner you do that the far better off you are so right?
0: the pro- the definition for promptly is with little or no no delay immediately there you go so 24 48 hours doesn't fit in it that doesn't time frame. <laughs> i think
1: i think when i was talking to you about the the 24 hour thing uh-huh. I, I like to say in recovery if it's longer than 24 hours it's a secret
0: yeah <laughs>
2: that's <laughs> you, a, that's great advice you, yeah you know it's a secret yeah <clears throat> I think, it's, I think it behooves all of us to spend just enough time with it to get our head around what we want to say and how mm-hmm. we're going to say it, because we're not very good at thinking on our feet. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. I, will, I will say from a just a pure addictive perspective, when I'm confronted with something, I've, I've mentioned this multiple times, if I'd have been honest with my wife 25 years ago when she approached me about my very first affair, I would not be here on this podcast today. And why is because she caught me at a moment that I was completely unprepared to really spend any time with it. And so the point being is is that I, I don't believe we as addicts really do well. I don't think we as men generally do really well when we're kind of confronted with something that we're unprepared for. And so the point being is, is that, yes, this, there's, there's, some, there's a part to step 10 that requires us to promptly mm-hmm. admit something. But I do believe we need to spend enough time to get our head around what it is that, you know, what, what's happened and how did we get there? Because there are times when things absolutely just blindside us and we're not prepared for it.
0: Anymore. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I still see promptly admitting it can be. Hey, something happened today. I, I want don't, to talk to you about it, but I need a few minutes to get exactly, my you know my, head my thoughts yeah. in. You know, can you give me 10, 15 minutes? I'll come back and then we can talk about it. Mm-hmm. But I want you to know there is something. Yeah, I think that's fair. Oh, I think that yeah. And I that's, think that's,
1: that's way better than not. That's yeah, right. that's right. Letting them wonder for 20 minutes or right. Whatever. Yeah, so yeah. at
0: least they know, okay, there's something there. He's going to come back. I mean, of course, you can't stop them from worrying or anything like right. that. But at least they know, hey, he's taking some time right. to really... Get his thoughts around, and
2: I think the other piece of it too is is whenever you initiate, yeah, it's always better. That's always better. That transfer of vigilance
1: is always, always a better, better thing. Yeah. So well, we are out of time. So let me let me conclude by just pointing out that step ten is a really, really, really good something for everybody to be practicing. Absolutely. Uh, Whether whether you consider yourself an addict or not, uh, a continual or to... to, to, can take a personal inventory and then promptly admit it when you're wrong is just good life Absolutely. advice. Yeah. Absolutely. You know? All right, guys. With that, this is Gary saying, do the next
2: right thing. This is Mike saying, do the work necessary to find the peace that recovery can bring.
0: And this is Daniel saying, find the humility in your recovery.
2: Thank you for listening to the podcast. We
1: would love to hear from you. If you have any questions, thoughts, or concerns or have any suggestions for future episodes, please contact us at 12steppodcast at gmail.com. That is podcast at gmail.com. As a fellowship of recovering addicts, Sex Addicts Anonymous offers a message of hope to
0: anyone who suffers from sex addiction. Check out saa-recovery.org.